Ho, 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 ho! Merry Christmas, children! What the... Santa? What children? This podcast is only for adults. And what the fuck are you doing here anyway? It's October. But Matt, Christmas is just around the corner. Fuck off, Santa. Christmas is still two months away. But... Look, it's Halloween's month, Santa. Christmas can wait its goddamn turn. <laughs> You're listening to the One Word Go Show with Matt, Dan, Fish, and Brienne. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Word Go Show. My name is Matt, and I'm the only one here today. Dan Fish and Brianna will be back next time. Okay, so look, we missed two episodes in a row now. Okay, I know, I know, we suck, especially because this month was supposed to be spent celebrating the Halloween-a-thon, but at least hear me out. At the beginning of October, we posted episode 26, Candy, and it was a home fucking run. An incredibly fun episode and the perfect way to kick off the One More Go Show's trick-or-treat-tastic Halloween-a-thon. Then we put up episode 27, Jack-o'-lantern, and it was even better than the last one. It honestly became one of my favorite episodes easily. It, it, it was amazing. So it was super important to us that we kept up the quality for episodes 28, 29, and 30, all of which were planned for October. So we recorded episode 28, where we drew the word ghost, sent in by Lely, and everyone's audio exploded. I have no idea what happened exactly, but while we were recording, something got completely dicked right up. But I can't throw all the blame on the audio. To be completely honest with you, I just didn't like the episode. I guess the day we recorded, I was like super stressed out, just being a big old grumpy Gus. And so the show kind of ended up being unfunny and just kind of crappy, dull. I made the decision to pull it. You guys can hate me all you want for that, but uh, but I did try to make it up to you. I won't get into technical details, but uh, we've been wanting to try a different way of recording for quite some time now, and I already knew Dan and Fish were available, so I figured we'd try it. A good friend of ours, Stacy, was able to sit in for Brienne, who couldn't make it because I gave her about 10 minutes of notice before we were about to do a show. Sorry, Brienne. So we began recording episode 28's retake with a brand new word, Nightmares, submitted by Mike. Needless to say, this new method of recording didn't exactly work, and literally none of the stuff we recorded ended up being usable at all. <laughs> Thanks anyway, Stace. <laughs> That's when I threw in the towel and decided we'd have to miss a week. I made a blog post about it over at OneMoreGosho.com, so you can go read about that there. So finally it was time to record episode 28 again, but on a proper recording day with all four of the hosts. We hit the record button and... Yeah, three guesses what happened. Yeah, if you guess it bombed, you would be completely wrong. We made fucking magic happen! Using the word monsters from Ian, we made another great episode that fit in perfectly with the standards of the, uh, of the Halloween-a-thon episodes so far. But come editing time, it turns out Brianne's computer is a fucking asshole. It took chunks of her track and just decided to delete them for no reason. The original plan after realizing this was to finish all of Brianne's garbled sentences with, like, a text-to-speech robot voice, but as I kept editing and editing, I realized 
as we went on, more and more of Brianne's audio was just fucked right up. It, it would have been impossible to recreate the entire thing. Now, the silver lining here is that I now have a safety net in place for the next time something like this might come up. So I guess it's at least prepared us for future episodes. So once again, we fucked up episode 28. I'm like 99% sure episode 28 is cursed. This is officially the fourth time I'm trying to get it done for you now. And to be completely honest, I wouldn't be surprised if right at this moment, my computer decided to burst into flames and my speakers started playing satanic chants backwards in Latin. Anyway, thanks for putting up with my painfully lengthy explanation. I just want you to know that we're all super insanely sorry that any of this went down the way it did. (laughs) I guess, uh... I guess this year's Halloween had more tricks in store for us than treats. There's always next year though, right? Here, I've grabbed some usable clips from the scrapped show for you so you're not left completely empty-handed. Enjoy! (laughs) Do not get Dan and I started on Back to the Future again. Back to the Future is amazing! Yeah! Bro high five, Dan, here we go. Boom! Yeah! Nailed it. Nicely done. (laughs) You know, I hear Dan invented the high five. Did he? Yeah, I heard that somewhere. Dan invented the high five. Ting. Oh, God, I thought she was going to do it without the ting. I was going to be so happy. <laughs> Why, you don't like the ting? You I don't hate like the, the ting. ting. The ting is a trademark. Okay. I've always hated the ting. Well, there's the ting. <laughs> there might be something wrong with you, Dan. Wow, <laughs> oh, really? Really? Sorry. You I'm say so Michael sorry. Ting wants to meet me, too? Huh? You're going to go racist on my ting? ass? Who is Michael Ting, and why is that racist? Tang. Ting. I don't know what ting, you're talking ting, about. Water, water, bing, bang. Hey, witch doctor. That's kind of a kind of monster, right? No. Well, uh, kind of. He's just a witch doctor. I don't know. For sale. Yeah, yeah hang on I for a second. That. Let me let me catch everyone up so we're all on the same page. Because there's some listeners that might, that might not see these. So what, what would happen is, is in elementary school, they would hand out these dumb little advertising flyers. flyers. Yeah. And you would see it and go, oh, my God, there's books and there's all these little knickknacks. And you'd circle a bunch of shit and you'd take it home to your parents and beg them to order it for you. And then it was just this whole fucking scheme to get you to buy shit. And then they would bring the actual book fair to your school. And then they would walk you through. They would call you down class by class and walk you through in a line and have you pick shit that you wanted to buy which was the dumbest things little erasers Brianne mentioned the books on keychains that were fucking useless i got this pen that was like a plane like you could fold the wings out into a plane it had like landing tires okay that actually sounds awesome it was awesome i stole it (laughs) how did you manage to jack some shit if you will well okay okay it wasn't just some shit it was about a hundred dollars worth of yeah. shit. Oh my god! Worth of little <laughs> knickknacks and shit. Like, <laughs> I can see so many little book keychains. <laughs> <laughs> I can see little Dan opening up his locker and going, "Anyone want to buy a football eraser?" No, okay. See, I I, I, I made a rookie mistake nice when I was that age. <laughs> That's Dan as a child. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I made a rookie mistake when I was a kid. I was about in grade five, so um, of course I was at the age where you're like, "Look at all my cool shit I have," and you uh, show everybody. Oh, so no. I showed some of the classmates, and they added up all of the amounts of money that it cost. And someone figured out that it was probably nearly impossible that my parents would give me that much money for that <laughs> oh shit. Oh my god! And if uh, only, if only those same teacher, kids, if only those same kids saw you today, Dan. No They'd be like, yeah, he can afford that shit. 
Yeah. Someone's listening right now. <laughs> I know that kid. I know him. <laughs> anyway, that so thieving bastard. <laughs> yeah, I got I I got out with about a hundred dollars worth of shit, and then I got caught. Wow. So yeah. what was the what was the verdict there? Like what what was your punishment? So, uh, I had an in school suspension for about two months. Holy shit! That sucks. In two- this scenario, Dan was really the monster. <laughs> Very nicely done. Way to bring that on back, Brian. You just, you just reeled that right back. Excuse in there. me. Like if that. we're gonna say in this scenario who the real monsters are, we're gonna say it's the Scholastic Book Fair for stealing all those <laughs> hopes and dreams. I totally agree. It's <laughs> those people are terrible. Like, hey, there's a market we haven't hit yet. School children. <laughs> but where do we hit them? Right at the source. We're it was Dan. <laughs> we're gonna, we're going to go right into their schools and force them to buy our shit. And if you can't afford it, you'll look like a loser. So you'll have to buy it. That's yeah. the like, thing. And that's yeah. totally how it was. See, see? So I took I took the power back from them, man. <laughs> I was sticking it to the man. Cheese. I was the hero in this story. <laughs> you really stuck it to him there, Dan. They shouldn't you let the child to the man, fucking Dan. choose out of all these things, like... You know, the parents or someone should have a say in what you buy because, I mean, like, those little books. Like, why did I get so many? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. It was it was really dumb. And then and then there was those dumb eraser things where, I those. where you would pull out the eraser end and have to stick it in the opposite yep. end of the eraser. And, and you have more I erasers. Like, who goes through that money? Who goes They're through that many erasers? I did. Absolutely. Okay. You know what? Uh, like I mentioned before, one of the one of the episodes that bombed uh, due to technical difficulties was the nightmare episode, and I feel like Brienne, you weren't there for that, and nobody got to hear any of our things anyway. So we can touch base on nightmare while we're here. What do you got? Okay. Well, the reason I bring up nightmare is because this freaking dream that I had was full of nightmares, and it's one that I've always remembered, and I had it when I was like. I don't know, in elementary school, at some point, like seven, I don't know. Was it like a desert with just tires rolling away? No. <laughs> Shut up, Dan! Shut up, As terrifying as that would be. No, Bri- no. <laughs> Brianne, I know you don't You're get the so reference, and neither, neither will the listeners, because, uh, like I said, the episode exploded, but Fish told us about a nightmare she had, where all it was, was an orange desert area... And all she saw were different sized tires bouncing around. And Not she said bouncing, that was a nightmare. Just rolling. Ba- just rolling, Matt. Oh, Matt, they weren't if, even bouncing. If they were a bouncing, dream. Matt, it would be all good. But these tires, Wait. they were rolling. Wait. They were on a mission to roll. Wait. Okay. It's a reoccurring dream. And it's, I don't know, it, it's like a nightmare to me because it makes me feel so uncomfortable. I know. Those, those rolling tires. They'll get you. They'll get you every time. Sweetheart. I hate that. Dan. Is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. When when <laughs> Dan, when we were recording yesterday, Dan uh, Dan came to the conclusion that maybe that's because Fish her hasn't gotten alone. her license yet. Oh. And uh, is that too? Maybe that's got something to do with the I've uh, been tires you're seeing. Since I was like an infant, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Bram, what was your uh, what was your nightmare? Well. Okay, I was scared that it, I was going to be like, it's not that scary, because I had it when I was seven, but I mean, the tires thing, I have so much confidence now. 
Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so I had this dream that I was with my dad and we were at an amusement park. But it's kind of fucked up. It's hard to explain. So, like... Okay, yeah. So the main part of it, there was, like, this big monster guy and he was, like, this hairy motherfucking beast. And he was chasing me and my dad with a machete through this Whoa, amusement shit. park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So it is a little scary. And... It's terrifying. <laughs> I'm wetting my pants as you speak. But anyway, so, like, the dream, like, cut and you know how they just go to a different thing. So, like, fuck the machete guy. And then all of a sudden, it started raining. But it wasn't just raining. It was raining knives. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, and then the was, machete guy came back. It was back. raining and raining knives, but it was raining so hard that like the amusement start park started to flood. So with, and then, with knives. Yeah, and then it, uh, all of a sudden we were underwater, submerged, and it was just knives coming in through the water. This <laughs> <laughs> sounds so oh fucked my up. God. But then we like we swam down. Well, I guess we could breathe underwater in this stream. We swam down, and then I saw someone that looked like Ariel. So I was like, "Oh, like refuge from, from the Little Mermaid." Like, yeah, like yeah, like oh a mermaid. God. And so I like went up to her, but she had her back facing towards me. And I turned her around, and she was like this like rotting skeleton Ariel. And she was like, ah, "I'm gonna kill you" or something. Like, I don't know if she said kill you, but like <laughs> she freaked me the fuck out. And then so I swam away, and I lost my dad. And. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I lost it? it. I think that's it <laughs> that I know. But still, it was a like I couldn't stop thinking about that dream when I was a kid. You tapped into some fucked up memories right there. Like that was that was scary. I know. I feel like I need to go work on some art now. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, can we uh can we play dream analysts here and and try to figure out what Brianne's dream meant there? Well, I have a feeling that that the knives that uh, made you lose your dad was uh, was symbolic of the relationship with your father and oh. the knives severing all ties to him. Oh my you God. were growing away from your father at this point in your life. No? Were you obsessed with the little mermaid? <laughs> no, actually, chance? I was a daddy's girl when I was younger like that. Like, So we got along really well. Did your dad take you to see the little the, the little mermaid or something? Not in theaters or anything, no, but, like, we used to watch it all the time because I loved it. I called it the little comade when I was a child. <laughs> the, the little the comade? Yeah. Because you couldn't say mermaid or what? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, I was just wondering if comade is a word I've never heard of or if, if you It's just not didn't... a word. It's 100% not a word. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> I think. Anyways, I could be wrong. Comade. <laughs> Huh. I think... What what age were you during this dream? I'd say like seven or eight, maybe. I think that I don't have any more uh, things. I think uh, to see someone holding a knife in your dream suggests that you lack control or power in a situation or relationship. Alternatively, the person holding a knife in your dream may be symbolic... Symbolic. Symbolic. Of a dominant male figure in your waking life. 
So where are you reading this from, Dan? State your source. This is from www.dreamsmoods.com slash dreamdictionary slash k.htm. Okay, all right, too far. <laughs> Whoa. Thank you for that. That URL. So, so wait, so, ni- so somebody holding a knife represents what? Paraphrase it for me. Uh, dominant figure in your life. Um, or something else. I already changed the page. Okay. <laughs> so wait, okay. did you honestly? If my parents would have got me a child psychiatrist back then, when I after I had that dream, then I could have heard all that shit. But I'm good, Dan. Thanks though. Also, check this out. <laughs> to see your father in your dream symbolizes authority and protection. You losing him means that you lost that authority and protection in your life. When you were seven years old. <laughs> this is deep. What, where where was your dad when you were seven? He was there. Was he working a lot? Was he was he not home as much, Bran? I don't know. <laughs> There's a few, uh, no, Dan, get out of here. <laughs> You're like, get out of my brain! Brianne, I was just about to say, recalling memories. Brianne, lower the walls. We're here. We're your friends. We're your friends. We can Brianne, help. We're here to help you. There's one my time dreams. where I think that both my parents forgot about us, and we were we were at home till like ten o'clock at night. We were young, and we didn't have any supper. We are young. There you go. <laughs> we are free. Okay, Dan, dude, she just revealed something. <laughs> <laughs> very important and you just started singing over it it's not even a big deal that was like the dumbest thing i could have said it, no that that might have something to do with the fact that you thought you were growing apart from your from your parental figures i mean i can't even guarantee that was in the same time frame <laughs> let's see was this at a carnival did you say this was at a carnival yeah it was at a carnival oh boy Let's see if I can find the word carnival. <laughs> how do you spell what carnival? about haunted carnival? How about <laughs> Did you that? just say how do you spell carnival? Carnival, here. To dream that you are at the carnival represents falsehoods and deception. Deception. If you observe freakish, freakish sights, then it denotes a lack of harmony in your domestic life. Were your parents arguing? I was seven! <laughs> Brianne, do you realize that everything so far has come back to your parents and your relationship with your parents? What to happened when you were seven? you on a carnival seven? ride, suggest you... you go in circles. I wasn't on any Did you block this out of your memory? What's that? Did you just block this out of your memory? Yeah, Brianne. Get the fuck out of here. Stop shrinking me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone way too far. <laughs> I just, you know, we we just wanted to, we just want to help you. Yeah, we're we're we, all friends. We want you to have safe dreams, Brand. We don't we don't want you living in this nightmare world. Oh my god! Well, I found something that makes me not dream at all. Heroin. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say cocaine. <laughs> oh man! You guys have never ever done drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, okay. I like how, in that respect, we're totally, you're like, oh, they've never done drugs, they can't talk about them, they're so underqualified, but we're allowed to be dream shrinks, and apparently, apparently we're totally qualified to do that. No, I'm just saying you, never mind, I'm not clarifying. We're hitting the nail right on the head there, Matt, (laughs) with this uh, dream shrink stuff. Monsters, how about those things? you see a carpenter in your dream? (laughs) What? What does a carpenter? carpenter in your dream mean? 
Uh, to see or dream that you are a carpenter indicates that you are confronting and overcoming your obstacles. Alternatively, it suggests that you need to change your way of thinking and readjust your attitude. Huh. What if you're actually are a there carpenter? Are carpets at this <laughs> carnival? Hey, Dan, the other night I had a... Can you look this up while you got that thing Guys, open? Absolutely. Yes. Listen to me. What if you're actually a carpenter and you're just dreaming about work? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I dream about work all the time. Actually, that is true. when I was a waitress, I used to have freaking... Well, when I worked at Chili's, I'd have chili mares. That's what we called them. Chili mares. Oh, oh you, they happened so frequently, you guys had a name oh, for yeah, them? Oh, yeah. All of us had them. Huh. Okay, Matt. What what were you dreaming that you need me to look at? I had a dream. I have a dream <laughs> that man... Will not be judged by the color of his skin, <laughs> but, but by... by the content of his heart. No, um, that... I my dream was uh, um, there I, there were ginormous mattresses on top of me, and I was trying to dig out of these mattresses. But wait, doesn't stop there. There's I was, more. I was on a game show. It was part oh, of God. a game show that I was digging out of these mattresses. So you got to look up both mattress and game show. Mattress with two T's, one T. Yeah, two T's, Dan. M A T T. Maybe you should have stopped stealing. Maybe maybe you should have stealing the books and have read them. Yeah. Maybe instead of stealing dummy racers, not any books. Let's check out game show. Check out bed after after game show. Or I bet you it'll probably just be game, probably not game show. Game. Oh, actually, there is game show. Uh oh. Look at that. To dream you are on a game show suggests that you need to change some aspects of your life around. That's the you exact same thing Carpenter said. Feelings of uncertainty and what the future may hold. Consider the type of game show or the name of the game show. What are what are you playing for, and what is its significance relative to your waking life? Do we need well, a new mattress? The- <laughs> well, I well, did spill pop on it yesterday. I don't know. I, I don't know. You spilled pop on our mattress? Oh, not your mattress. Never mind. You <laughs> No, uh, in 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 the dream, the game show. I don't know what game show I was on or what. Uh, what were you what fighting the title for, of it was. But I believe I was fighting for lots of money. However. Fish was actually there with me in the dream, competing with me as a partner. What? Yeah. Like were she we was... kicking some serious ass? No, we were failing miserably. We were drowning in Fuck. mattresses. <laughs> oh this my is an God. actual dream I had. There's there's bestiality in here. Oh Dan, God. don't go reading the bestiality. Also, who dreams about that shit? Let's see. <laughs> to see or be involved in bestiality in your dream... Represents your animalistic and carnal desires. It also refers to raw sexuality and lust. Alternatively, the dream may indicate you are experimenting with certain sexual acts that you are not fully comfortable with. I'm pretty fucking uncomfortable right about now. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, if there's anything you need to get off your chest, we're here. There is something that I I really need to get off my chest. What's that? Get your dick sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think that if any of the listeners want to help 
help help out a brand, they should call into our hotmail line. And, I really thought that Wait, wait, wait. Did you just call line? in our, our, our hotmail <laughs> line? We have a hotmail line? What the hell? Did you just call in our hotmail line? Yeah. Well, well, no, she called into really our voicemail that, line. I really thought that Dan was going to ask for one of our listeners to suck his dick. Ah! <laughs> <Quite> <laughs> That's where I thought that was, that was going. No. Anybody just wants to... Help! Help us out! Help me out! I said to help Brianne out. <laughs> and you know, I guess, I guess my Colin. dick getting sucked would help Brianne out. I'd be a lot more sucked. pleasant to be around. <laughs> okay, so so yeah, if anybody wants to help Brianne out and try to dream doctor her, uh, call into the voicemail line at two zero six three three seven fifty three zero two. And it, uh, it, even if you don't want to doctor her, just let her know that you're there for her. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> If you want to call in I'm and just say, Brianne, I'm here for you, and then hang up, we're That's totally it. okay we're with good. that. We're good. I would love to get a collection of voicemails like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one time my little brother, he's such a dick sometimes. <laughs> so I don't know, we were in our teens, so we were around that age where we really liked to fuck with each other a lot, and it was around Halloween time. And I, like, go up to bed on my twin bed, and it's pretty low to the ground, and I lay there for a second, I did some reading, but I turn over, turn off the light, and I was, like, laying there for a good few minutes, and a fucking hand comes out from underneath my bed and grabs my chest in the dark, so I couldn't even see her, she's like, boom, on my chest, I was like, <gasps> fuck, man, it's my little fucking brother, he was under there for at least an hour, pants. did I tell you that last time? Yes. Yeah. No. Wait, yo, did you? Yeah. An hour? Yeah, because he went to bed when we were watching TV. Well, he went to bed. And it was like an hour before <laughs> I went to fucking bed. Technically, he did go to bed there, Brienne. He Maybe went he went to your bed. bed. I went under my bed. Is there, a chance he, is there a chance he fell asleep under there? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Probably not, though. If he had <laughs> a plan just... like that, like, he'd probably just sit there. Like, he was a patient bastard. Because I would fuck with him so much that, <laughs> that like, when he got the opportunity to fuck with me, he was serious about it. <laughs> did you ever get back, uh, back at him for oh, it? Oh, I'm sure I did. But, I mean, who knows? <laughs> know what happened that exact same what you... year? What? Uh... My older brother decided to fuck with me as well. <laughs> Lovely. And... We had this um, really creepy, like, skeleton that my mom would hang from the ceiling. It was really, really realistic looking. And it had this, like, shaggy fucking green cloth on it. I don't know. It was disgusting. And <laughs> I went to bed one time, and I turned off my light before I went in, because I didn't have a lamp anymore, apparently. I don't know. I guess it wasn't the same year. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I turned off the light and I crawled into bed and I'm like wrestling around. I was like, what is this? And I'm feeling this really rough cloth and I'm like, what is it? And it's like felt it body shaped and I'm like, oh my God. Oh, no. no, I had the lamp because oh, I turned over and I put the lamp on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't just say this all over. Anyways, so I turned the lamp on. And I did the whole, like, movie, like, the movie scene where she turns around and there's something there. Yeah, I turned around and the fucking skeleton was staring me in the face. <laughs> I never screamed so loud in my life. 
I just I, I I love that you were able to describe your carnival dream with your dad and the falling knives better than you were able to describe an event that actually yeah, happened. Because I thought about that dream a lot, Matt. Anyway, guys, that's all I've been able to scrounge up for you. I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you accept our apology. We'll be back soon with some brand new content and a proper schedule. Oh, and get your words to us, okay? We still kind of need those. One more goshow.com. Also, rate and review us on iTunes. It's super, super important. Please. Okay. Bye, everybody! like a purple people eater to me. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Sure looks strange to me. One-eyed. really came down to earth and he lit in the tree. I said, Mr. Purple People Eater. Wow, you guys are terrible at this.